I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, I tell us this morning what the devil says, what my situation says. I am what the Bible says I am. And I am ready for the word of God to experience the touch of the living God in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Take your seat in your house, wherever you are, as we pray. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege of standing in your house and minister your word. Thank you for your children who are listening and connected to this channel. I thank you that your word shall not return unto you void, but your word shall accomplish every purpose for which it said. For in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was with God from the beginning. Nothing that was ever made that was not made of the word of God. And Father, we thank you for the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. The very milk and the meat of the word by which we shall grow and be strengthened. As Paul said unto them, I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. We thank you that, oh God, you will strengthen us. Wherever we are weak, we are receiving the word in season, wherever we are weak right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you glory for your word in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. This morning, uh, brethren, I want to conclude on the series that we've been teaching for the last six weeks. And I thank God for the men of God that have gone to proclaim and teach the word, especially the last week. We had our brother and our guest, uh, Pastor Mukwena, who was here, and he ministered so greatly on the power of sacrificial giving as part of the series of, series of seed time and harvest. I want to conclude on this topic as we move to other topics from the beginning of next week. And therefore, I thank you for your patience and connectivity to the Word of God this morning. Our main text was Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Somebody was saying, but Pastor, why wouldn't you preach about the epidemic? And guys, we've been preaching about the epidemic since it began. Amen. But life has to continue, and the principles of the Word has to be taught. Even in the midst of an epidemic, there's still church, there's still other issues of life that we have to deal with. No wonder in my introduction I spoke about the epidemic. But let's get back to the word and the things that we need to observe in the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Genesis 8.22, Whilst the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. We have spoken in detail about the context in which God spoke in this particular passage. And if you want to know more and you've missed out, I encourage you to go back to the archives and follow in detail. But as we conclude this morning, I want to emphasize this particular subtopic that God's will for you is that you may prosper. God's will for you is that you may do well. Yeah. Prosperity is the will of God for your life. Success is the desire of God for your life. God desires that you live a good and successful life. Mm -hmm. 
That's the whole purpose of this teaching as we conclude it. That prosperity is the will of God for your life. But however, first things must always be first. First things must be first. It would be futile for us to propagate the gospel of prosperity without giving you the foundation of Christ within which this gospel is preached. Therefore, the first thing God wants us to have is Christ himself. Because Christ is our prize. Say with me, Christ is our prize. Christ is our prize. Christ is our wealth. Christ is the ultimate thing that we come to receive. And therefore, when we teach about prosperity, and when we teach about finances in the kingdom of God, it is within the context of us being in Christ Jesus. It is Him that we seek. It is Him that we live in. The Bible says in Him we move and live and have our being. And like Paul would say, that I may gain Him. He says, I, I push away all things. I consider my achievements. I consider my experience. I consider my knowledge. I consider my prestige to be vain to be dumb, to be things that need to be thrown away, that I may gain Christ, that I may know Him, that I may walk in Him, because Christ is our ultimate wealth. Yeah. Jesus is everything to us. And therefore, if we were to talk about money without talking within the context of Christ Jesus, we will be misleading you, because God's desire is that we may have Christ, but then within Christ we prosper. Yeah. Within Jesus we make it. Somebody say, I hear the Lord. Yeah, Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. The Bible says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, underline that, underline that, sorry. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. What a verse. He who did not spare his own son, he who did not withhold his own begotten son, but gave him up. Somebody say gave him up. Jesus was given up, literally thrown away, according to that scripture. Literally given up for us. The Bible says, how shall he not, look at that part, with him, in other words, when God is going to give us things, he gives us, he gives us things with Jesus. If he's going to give you a car, he gives you a car with Jesus. If he's going to give you wealth, he gives you wealth with Jesus, through Jesus. How shall he not with him also give us freely all things? It is God's desire that me and you should have all things that we desire. It is God's will that me and you should achieve whatever we live to achieve and desire to achieve and aspire to achieve. But God says this shall be done with Jesus. This shall be given with Jesus. The package comes with Jesus. He will not give us wealth without giving us Jesus first. Because wealth without Christ will destroy us. Yeah. Riches without Jesus is almost as rags. When you have riches and you don't have the Lord, you are full of rags. Rags meaning makakala, if that, that's the correct word, amen. I hope I, I, I mentioned the correct yeah. word. <laughs> I must be careful every time I try Sitswana and Sisutu. Glory be to God, amen. 
When you have riches and you don't have Christ, you are the poorest man on earth. Somebody once said, some are so poor that all they have is money. That's how poor they are. All they have is money. They have no mannerism. They don't understand. They have no compassion. They have no grace, let alone God himself. All they have is money. Therefore, if God was to just throw money at us without teaching us who God is, our money will have no meaning. Therefore, I want you to understand that whenever God would place wealth in your hands, it is wealth with a mission. Yeah. It is wealth with a purpose. It is wealth that is meant to accomplish things in the kingdom. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 33. Jesus says the following words. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. He says, therefore, do not worry, saying, Okay, so look at that verse. Do not worry, say. Do not worry, say. Meaning to worry is to say. When you worry, you speak. When you worry, you say seven words. He says, do not worry, say. What shall we eat? Number one. What shall we drink? Number two. Now, what shall we wear? Number three. That is drinking, eating, and wearing. These are the main things that we all live for. To drink, to eat, and to wear. Wearing could also be a house. A house is like clothes. It's, it's a covering. So number three speaks about covering, comfort, being in a safe place, being in a comfortable place. Jesus says these are the three things that men are preoccupied with. So he says, for after all these things that Gentiles seek, after all these things that Gentiles are after, Gentiles are people who don't know God. Gentiles are people who are outside the kingdom of God. If I was to summarize it, Gentiles are people of the world. Jesus says that Gentiles are seeking after these things. What are they seeking after? Things to eat, they want to eat well. Things to drink, they want to drink well. Things to wear, they want to wear Louis Vuittons and all sorts of labels and live and drive in nice cars and live in good neighborhoods. Jesus says they seek after these things. Not that you don't seek them, but God begins to say the following. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, he gives us the way. How do we get them? He says, but, somebody say, but. but. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. He didn't say seek only. He says seek first. In other words, you are right in seeking these things, but your priorities must be in the right order. You must first begin with the kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing things and be in right standing with God. And he says all these things, what are these things? Things to drink, things to eat, and things to work. All these things shall be added unto you when your priorities are in good order. Somebody say, I hear the Lord this morning. Therefore, we who are in Christ, the most important thing to God is our priorities. We who are in Jesus, it is important to have our priorities in good order because God's will for me and you is prosperity. God's will for me and you is to do well in this life and live right and live well. Not only live right, but also live well. Enjoy life and not endure life. But we have to have our priorities in the right order. 
Look at the word in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John 1, verse 2, where he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Yeah? I pray that you may prosper in all things. God's will for us is to prosper in all things. Number two, he says, to be in good health. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So God's will is not only for our souls to prosper, but it's also for our bodies to prosper, but it's also for us to prosper in all things. God's desire, God's pleasure is when me and you are making it and are successful in this life. He says, I desire, I pray, I wish that above all things you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. In other words, to the extent to which you are prospering in your soul, I wish also that translates to prosperity in all other respects. You shouldn't only prosper in your soul, but also prosper in all other things. That's God's desire. Somebody say, God's will for my life, will for my life. is that I may prosper. Hallelujah. So never think that when you, your things are not going right, it's God's will. When your things are not going right, it's God's will. Yes, we will learn through storms. We will learn through challenges. But the ultimate will of God is that things may be well with you. The Bible says, say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. It shall be well with them. Psalm 35 verse 27. Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Look at the last part. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God does not frown. God does not lose it when you prosper. It pleasures him. It makes him to be happy when you are prosperous. It is the pleasure of God that you prosper. It is the pleasure of God that things do well with you. Amen. Yeah. Isaiah 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, according to God, you shall eat the good of the land. And that is an Old Testament verse that speaks about willingness, that speaks about obedience. But if, if I was to bring it into our current time, when we are in Christ, we already have qualified, we are already willing, we are already obedient. Everyone who is in Christ is willing and is obedient. And when you continue to observe the principles of the kingdom, God says the earth shall yield her best towards you. You shall eat the good of the land. Say with me, I shall eat the good of the land. I shall eat the good of the land. The earth shall yield her best towards you. That's the scripture. That's the will of God. I'm trying to show you through the word that it is the will of God that you prosper in this life. It is the will of God that things be well with you. The Bible says you shall eat the good of the land. Another verse, Joshua 1.8, one of my favorite scriptures. As Moses had already died and God began to speak to Joshua after Moses had died and he said be courageous and be strong and wherever you go, you go I shall give you that land and he concludes that that passage of talk by this verse when he says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in there for then for then you will make your way prosperous 
and then you will have good success. Amen. Somebody say good success. good success. God doesn't just want you to have success. He wants you to have good success. Resounding success. Permanent success. Not, not temporary success. Not temporary relief here and there. God wants you to have good success. But he says, if you observe upon to all that's written in my word, if you go after my word, if you follow my instructions, I will cause you to prosper in the land. I will make you prosperous. I will make your way prosperous. And I will make sure that you have good success. Listen to me. Good success is your portion. Good success is your portion. I declare it this morning. Good success is your portion. You are not on this earth to fail. You are on this earth to make you to prosper, to rise, and to live well in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say, I receive it. Psalm 1, 1, one of my favorite scriptures. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sit on the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves shall not wither. Hallelujah. Amen. Your leaves shall not wither. And you shall bring fruit, fruit in your season. You shall bring forth fruit in your season. God's desire for you is that you be fruitful. God's will for you is that you be productive. God's desire for you is that you grow. You don't remain in one place. You don't stay in one lane. God wants you to move from the slow lane to the faster lane of life. God wants you to move from obscurity to publicity, from, from, from nowhere to something, from nobody to somebody. God wants you to grow. It is the kingdom of God's will that you grow in your life. Amen. You don't stay in one space. You don't stay in one lane, one area. You move, you grow. The kingdom of God is a growing kingdom. And wherever Jesus is involved, there is growth. Yes, sir. There is progress. Mm. There is manifestation of growth. Listen to me. If there is no growth in your life, you must question it. Mm. You must challenge it. Mm. We must find you four years later being a different person. And not different negatively, but different positively. Growing, multiplying, increasing. Because God's desire is that you may be fruitful. Your leaves shall not wither, and whatever you do shall prosper. Somebody say, whatever I do shall prosper. And he continues to say that the ungodly are not so. The ungodly are not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. Another verse, I'm still establishing the will of God. And then I begin to teach on stewardship and clothes. Number Psalm 112, Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Praise the Lord, for blessed is the man who fears the Lord who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants shall be mighty on the earth. This is one of my favorite scriptures. My descendants shall be mighty on the earth. My children shall be mighty on the earth. My children, my descendants, even those who come after my children, shall be mighty on the earth. For the generation of the upright will be blessed. Look at the last part. He says, wealth and riches will be in his house. Wealth and riches will be in your house. I declare it this morning. Wealth and riches will be in your house. I declare it this morning. Somebody say, wealth and riches, wealth and riches. shall be in my house. In the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 8, verse 7 to 10. For the Lord God is bringing you into a good land, 
a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you shall eat bread without scarcity. Somebody say, I will eat bread without scarcity. In which you shall lack nothing. God's desire is that you shall lack nothing. That's the will of God. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you will dig copper. And look at this last part. It says, when you have eaten and are full, the desire of God is that you may, you may eat and be full. The desire of God is that you may be full. Full, 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 full. Fullness is your portion. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fullness is your portion. If you are a child of God, fullness is your portion. You shall eat and be full. Now look at the last part. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. God's desire is that when you worship him, you worship him out of a full stomach. When you bless him, you bless him out of fullness. You bless him out of abundance. And he says in verse 18, and of Deuteronomy chapter 8. You then shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is sold to your fathers. You shall then remember the Lord your God. The tendency of fullness is that we forget easily. Once we are full, it is easy to forget the Lord. Once we are full, it is easy to walk away from the Lord. But God reminds us that in our prosperity, we must put God first. In our fullness, God must always be remembered. Whenever things are going right for you, it is the time to remember the Lord even more. And most of us will remember the Lord when things are tough. Most of us will remember the Lord when things are not going well. God says when you are full and, and your things are going well and your gold is multiplying and your silver is increasing and your cattle are multiplying and everything is going well, he says remember me. For it is me who gives you. Look at that part. He gives you. It doesn't say he gave you. The Bible says he gives you. In other words, it's something continuous. God continuously breathes his anointing upon you in order for you to get wealth. And why is, it God, why is God breathing his anointing upon you that you may get wealth? That he may establish his covenant upon this earth. That he may establish his covenant upon this earth. As I conclude this morning, I remind you that you are a steward and not an owner of the wealth of God. You are a reservoir that is meant to be a blessing to nations. God blesses you so that you may establish his covenant on the earth. God opens those doors for your life that you may be a blessing on this earth. Not that you may show off and, and bully other people, but that you may be a blessing to others. God wants you to be a blessing to the nations and cause his covenant to be established on the earth. Therefore, be reminded this morning that you are a steward of the wealth of God. You are a steward of the blessing of God. What is a steward? A steward is a manager. A steward understands management. A steward is accountable. A steward protects and expands the assets of the owner. A steward protects and expands or multiplies the assets of the owner, just as you see in Genesis. 
chapter 2, verse 15. The Bible says in Psalm 1, I mean 24, that the earth is the Lord's and its fullness. The earth is the Lord's and its fullness. So therefore, everything we have ever received, we receive because God gave it to us. It is not our wisdom. It is not our abilities. It is not our own grace or intellect or even academic achievements. But it is the Lord who has caused us to prosper. And therefore, be reminded this morning that everything in your hands is what God has entrusted you. Everything you have in your house belongs to God. Even the earth that you're breathing right now belongs to God. You yourself belong to God. And therefore, when God blesses you, do not forget the source. Do not let the resources confuse you and push you away from the source. Because the resources are a result of the source. And never put your hope and relationship to the, the resources. But always put your trust in the source who is Jehovah. Is somebody hearing me this morning? With this few minutes, I'm left with Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. As we study the two key principles of stewardship. The two key principles of stewardship. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. The two key principles of stewardship. He says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. But he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you've been faithful in what is another man's property or another man's, who will give you what is your own? Two principles there. Number one, faithful over little, I'll make you ruler over much. Faithful over little, I'll make you ruler over much. But he also says, unfaithful over little, you will also be unfaithful over much. In other words, what, what you do with little will show what you will do with much. Never say, Lord, I don't have anything right now, that's why I'm not giving. God sees that as unfaithfulness. God sees that as an unfaithful heart. Because even when you have least, you still have to show God that you can be faithful over little. Is somebody hearing me this morning? And the word faithful there speaks about productivity. When it says you are faithful over little, it's not only about keeping, it's not only about protecting, it's also about productive. That with the little I give you, you show seriousness and commitment and you can be productive with little. You can, you can do much with little. You can show the master that even with little, Lord, I will do so much and I will be productive. Productive. So when he says, be faithful over little, in other words, be productive over little. What are the problems with little? The problem with little is that it's easy to undermine little. Yeah. You see that with Matthew 25, where the Bible speaks about the three men who were given different talents according to their abilities. One was given one, the other one was given two, and the other one was given five. But the one who had the least, and that's where the problem is, the one who had the least, number one, he undermined what he heard. He did not take what he heard as an opportunity to multiply. He undermined what he heard and no wonder he was not productive. He became complacent, number one. Number two, he became jealous of his master. He had problems with the demands of the master. Like some of us, we say, but God, how can you demand a tithe when all I earn is 10,000? How can you demand a tithe when all I earn is 5,000? Why don't you give me 50,000 first before I can be a tither? So when you have little, 
It is a very good opportune time to prove to God that even when I have little, I can still be faithful. And I can still be productive. And I can still rise up out of my lack and show you that I am faithful. Is somebody hearing me this morning? So therefore, when you are faithful over little, God will make you ruler over much. In other words, we qualify for bigger things once we have shown that we can do well with smaller things. When we have smaller things, it's an opportunity to rise to greater heights. Listen to me. There is nothing small in the eyes of God. There is nothing small in the eyes of God. Yeah. Whatever you have is enough to show the heart that you have for God. Never be intimidated by people who have a lot of money. They also still have not enough. Because there is never a lot of money in front of God. Listen to me. Be faithful in the little that God has given you. It is an opportunity for God to promote you to greater heights. Is somebody hearing me? Number two, he speaks about, about, about if, if you're not faithful over unrighteous mammon, that's money. That's, that's the money of the world. He says that, that is nothing. If, if money is still tricking you, how much more true riches? In other words, according to the kingdom of God, there are better riches than money. According to the kingdom of God, there is better wealth than just money. Money is an entry level. Money is just the, the, the minority, the minest, the, the smallest of things, if I was to use that word for now. God says there are truer riches. There are greater riches. There are mightier things of the kingdom of God. If you still struggle with the tithe of the thousand rand, how much more the anointing? How much more grace that money cannot buy? How much more peace that money cannot buy? How much more grace of, 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 of a peaceful family? Grace of successful generations? Grace of things that money can never buy? Because there's a lot of things that your money can never buy. And those are the truest riches that God is talking about. And he says, if we're unfaithful in unrighteous mammon, how much more? Who will commit unto us true riches? Is somebody hearing me this morning? And number three, he says, if you're not faithful over another man's property, who will commit your own? Be faithful even in the level that you have. Because God wants to elevate you to another level. He cannot unless we prove at the level where we are. Let us learn to sacrifice at the level where we are and commit to the Lord the substance that we have in our hands. Our sacrifices at this level will set us up for the next level. It is at the point where everything means nothing to us that God begins to give us everything. It is at the point where everything means nothing that God will give us everything. When everything does not matter anymore, when the rents and the cents we have mean nothing, that's when the Lord gets ready to bless us. And as I conclude this series, I want you to know that God wants you to have things, but things must never have you. God wants you to own things, but things must never own you. He has your best interest at heart. He has arranged certain palaces. He has arranged certain lands and houses and mountains for you, but only for you to be faithful to his agenda. It is about kingdom alignment. Once your heart is aligned to the kingdom, it's a matter of time before God begins to open up his true treasures and show you lands and houses and homes that are meant for your family and generations to come. Align your heart to the heart of God. Can God trace his agenda in your agenda? Can God find traces 
of his agenda in your agenda? Can God find the kingdom of God in your way of doing things? When we align our priorities with the priorities of God, God will make us priority. When we align our finances with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God will manifest its glory in our lives. And when we take care of the house of God, God will take care of our houses. When we watch over the things of God, God will watch over our things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Listen to me, child of God. God has got so much for you. He's got greater things. There are doors that God wants to open up for you and your family. Listen to me. Even in the midst of an epidemic, God has got a plan for you. A plan to prosper. A plan to bring you hope. A plan to bring you success. Just trust the Lord. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God and trust in his ways. He will prosper you. He will bring you to your land of hope. He will bring you to your promised land. He will bring you to your canon land. There are enemies that he will fight on your behalf. There are wars that he will bring down on your behalf. Align your desires with the desires of God. Align your plans with the plans of God. It's a matter of time before the kingdom of God begins to manifest his glory upon your life. God bless you. And thank you for listening to the word this morning. I pray that the Lord bless you in your home. I pray that the Lord cause his favor to come upon, upon your household. I pray that your dreams come to pass. As you align your plans with the plans of God, I command favor upon your life. I command grace of prosperity upon you. I command doors to open on your behalf. I command that the desires of your other says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. And I pray that your desires be granted. In the name of Jesus, whatever gate was standing in your way, it is opening up right now. Gates are being broken for your sake. Doors are opening for your sake. God is lifting you up to another level. As you continue to sow seeds in the kingdom of God, it shall be well with you and your family. It shall be well with you and your children. Even in the midst of this epidemic, the Lord shall preserve you. The Lord shall keep you. The Lord shall shine his face towards you. And the Lord shall be gracious to you. It shall be well with you and your family. The kingdom of God is surrounding you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Ramida Kasani Kalabiatus. Receive the grace this morning. Receive the grace this morning. Grace to prosper. Grace to multiply. Grace to increase. Grace to progress. Grace to succeed. It shall be well with you and your family. In the land of the living, may the earth yield the best towards you. May you eat the good of the land. In the name of Jesus, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and it shall be well with you and your children in the name of Jesus that the wealth of the sinner is coming to the just the wealth of the sinner is coming to the just somebody say I receive my portion somebody say I receive my portion I pray for opportunities to come your way I pray that your name be remembered on high Wherever your name was forgotten, may God bring you to pop up. 
May your name pop up in the higher places. May you be called to the highest of offices. May you take uh, I mean offices. May you take places in higher places. May God cause that promotion to come your way. It is your time to prosper. It is your favor time. It is your favor time. I receive it and you receive it in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you this morning for everyone who's listening to the word of God right now. That doors are opening right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. As they obey your word. As they walk in faith. And in agreement with the principles of the kingdom. I thank you Lord that grace of prosperity is coming upon us. You are blessing the works of our hands. You are increasing us, oh God. You are multiplying our gold and our silver. You are opening doors where doors are shut. You are breaking down gates where gates are closed. And we are entering our promised land in the name of Jesus as stewards of the kingdom, as stewards of your riches. I thank you that you are entrusting us with the wealth of the kingdom and that God we will do well and we will be kingdom financials and we will finance the kingdom of God and we will cause your kingdom to multiply and we will establish your kingdom and your covenant upon this earth in the name of Jesus we receive it of God lift up your hand wherever you are I pray that the Lord protect you I pray that the Lord protect you I pray that the Lord protect you you and your family shall not die I said, you and your family shall not die. You will be safe in this storm. You will be covered in this epidemic. The Lord is surrounding you with this fire. The blood of Jesus is made upon your doorpost. It shall be well with you. We will see you after this storm. The storm shall not pass with you. In the name of Jesus, I refuse with your life. I refuse with your life. I stand as a priest and I lift up the scepter of righteousness upon your family and the rod of a higher priesthood upon your household. That in the name of Jesus, your name is deleted from every book of death. In the name of Jesus, you shall not die, but you shall live and declare the works of our God. You shall stand upon the rock and say, The Lord was with us. Surely the Lord has saved us. Surely the Lord has protected us. Surely the Lord has kept us. Indeed, the Lord is with you. And you shall not be swallowed. In the name of Jesus, receive the protection of God. Receive the grace of God. Receive the goodness of God. Receive the protection of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you may have lost your job. You may have lost your business. But I declare this morning that it is not over with you. It is not over with your family. The Lord sees your tears. The Lord sees the cries of your heart. And the Lord has remembered you. The door is opening. Your name is about to be called. Wait for a call. I, I don't know whose message is this, but wait for a call. There is a call coming to your house. There is a call coming to your phone. You're being called somewhere right now in the midst of this desert, in the midst of this storm.
stone, the Lord has remembered you. And the Lord shall bless you. And the Lord shall cover you. And the Lord shall provide for your family. You shall not hunger anymore. You shall not be broke another day. Favor is coming to your home. I am a sotatamaboshe. Lilbebe sotatamakasha. Mosha nalikebebebebe. I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. Yes, Shanani Kebesu. Yes, Nakasatamaha. Yes, Shataka Bebesate. Rabaya Takapanaya. Rabaya Teketa Soto. Rabaya Narabahaya Baba. It is well with you. It is well with your family. It is well with your household. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord preserve your parents. May the Lord preserve your brothers. May the Lord preserve your sisters. May the Lord preserve all your relatives for your sake. In the name of Jesus, we declare the hand of the Lord upon everything that concerns you and upon every household that's connected to your name. As we declare these promises, it is happening right now that they are being preserved. Your children are being preserved. Your household is being preserved. In the name of Jesus, death is passing over. Death is passing over. Sickness is passing over. It shall not enter your gate. It shall not enter your home. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Riba kanda riba kusete nelebe. Ilanda makasa nelebe kushande. Roma kanda ni akata namas. Yebebe ketora makata te. Wanda hi akapata sete. Ila ni mahana ni meswa. Ya kapa ni okotete. Wanda hi akapa pose. Likepepe ni akapa. Say unto the righteous. It is well with them. In Jesus name. 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 Say amen. Amen.